Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show, recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out, have a good time. All right, I'll talk to y'all after a while. Hey, oh yeah, hey, you like your podcast all hot and ready? Yeah, you do, sitting up in your car waiting for a man in a hazmat suit to bring you your podcast, then this is the podcast for you, Apocalypse Radio. Guys, check it out. New episode of the LPN Show. My name is Henry Zabrowski. Um, Polish wonder from Queens. Comedian extraordinaire. Henry Zabrowski is now hosting the LPN Show for the next couple of weeks because I can. Because I can exercise that will. And I will. And today, I wanted to talk with somebody that I don't have a lot of one-on-one time on air with. And I wanted to see what that's like to, for two people. I mean, let's see, see, let's see what we discover. Let's see what comes out of this conversation. Now, the, the person that's with us today is one of the, the jewels of the LPN Network. I'd say an emerald to Jackie's ruby is a part of the tiara of LPN. This is the, the we have on the air today. We have the lovely and very very talented, super funny Amber Nelson. Thank you, Henry. Emerald is my favorite stone, by the way. Did I nail it? You nailed it. Hell yeah, because that's also my birthstone. <gasps> oh, because I'm in May, and I remember my parents got me one of those little cloud out rings. You ever do? That's a Catholic thing. Cloud out ring? I don't know what that is. A cloud orang looks like I got it from my confirmation. Well, you go and it's a it's a like a gold ring with two hands. So it looks like the hands are embracing each other, and it had a little emerald in it. And uh, you get it as a celebration of becoming a man in the eyes of Jesus Christ. Where I guess it means that you can't you're not fuckable anymore in the church. Oh, I thought like a priest fucked you, and that's why they gave you the hands. No, no, no. I was one of the only ones that wouldn't. I, in, in my class of my, at the, when I was coming up through confirmation, I was one of the only kids not molested in my little group. You had that mustache. That's why. I was Italian, very Italian little boy. And also, I think it's part because I got a big mouth. Because I think at some point I would have been like, "So everybody's sucking Father Michael's dick, huh?" <laughs> and they would have to do it. That's why you got to train the kids. You got to find the meek ones and then train them. That's the idea. You know, Amber. You know how to groom a child. <laughs> But when I got the, I remember having this cloud eye ring and it was like, you know, it was a big deal because my parents were like, you know, super excited to help me celebrate Jesus Christ for some reason. Having him enter me, they were really excited about that. And I remember um, it was, you know, my mom crying, giving to me how important this was and how this is a symbol of God and all these kinds of things. And then I remember selling that ring for like 150 bucks so I could drink fucking Bud's and get a couple of sandwiches in Queens when we were really, really struggling. Worth it. Uh, when we moved back to New York after 2006. Ooh, was it an egg salad sandwich? I'd say that's worth it. <clears throat> gas station? You like a, well, are you one of those? I like a gas station sandwich. Those wet, well, soggy. Well, is that just because, do you feel like that's just your brand? I think so. Yeah, and I grew up with it. Just on the go sandwiches, get in the back of the truck, shut up, you know. But are you, but you're not very precious about your food, even though, I don't know what people, like, so today, 
Amber Nelson helps co-host a show for LPN. For those of you who don't know, I don't even know how you got here if you don't know this. She helps co-host a show called Brighter Side, which a lot of times it, t- it takes, you take sad topics and you look at the brighter side of it. Mm-hmm. But right now you're talking a lot about animals. I love animals. And you know what? We're tired of talking about the coronavirus. And like, I just- We all are. We all are. And I would, I honestly just want to do a bunch of research on seahorses, you know, and write jokes about sure. it. Sure. That men carry the babies. Yes. They're the cucks of the sea. Yeah, absolutely. I would, could never carry a baby because I would get that abortion. <laughs> I would get an abortion. How do you think a man would get an abortion? This like a coat hanger through his dick hole? Oh, yeah. Whatever it takes, man. Hopefully it's something like, I mean, knock me out, suck it out of me. If you have to put that tube of my butt to suck it out of me, I don't give a shit. I'll relax into it. I'll probably find a new way to come. This is a great way to start. It's a great way to start talking. But Amber, you're not particular about food, but you are actually a very good chef. Thank you, Henry. Thanks for liking my food. But you are a very good chef. And you have you actually been doing quarantine content, hashtag quarantine content, doing a cooking show. Yeah, I think it's home. fun to do like a Betsy homemaker type during the apocalypse where I'm like very positive and cheeky. And in a bit, I kind of want to move away food and like how to iron shirts, you know, and like have some like a building burning behind me. And how that if you can teach your breasts. Now, get me wrong. Don't tell me if I'm wrong about this, please. If you can get your breasts filled with milk, you can provide food for the community. Yes, I I just have to have a child first because you can't produce milk glands. Your milk glands don't produce milk until you had a child pushed out of you. Is that true? That is true. You can't just start making milk. No, like if I think real hard and press, no, 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 I'll just fart. But no, milk doesn't come out unless you have a baby. What if you're around babies all the time and you just put babies up on top of them? Still doesn't work that way. It's weird. The woman's body's weird. But you will start lactating if you've had a child and you hear another child like, crying. You'll just like... That's awful. What a horrible <laughs> curse that is. Because now you're done making milk. I mean, like, when, then where does the milk go? After three months, it dries up. It stops working. That's a waste. Especially in this fucking time and age. I'm begging for milk. Mm. You know how hard to just get milk? Very hard. I had to borrow my roommate's milk to make cookies today. It's not really borrowing. No, no, but he can have a cookie. He can have as many cookies as he wants. Is he really using this milk? No. What does he eat with cereal. it? Cereal. All he eats is cereal. That, me too. Yeah. I have I have to eat my old man cereal first thing in the morning in order for me to shit. Oh, like bran? Yeah. Oh, I need man. that old school stuff. I don't know what it is. I think because uh, Saudi Arabia, I lived there for the first seven years, and we just we only had powdered milk. Mm-hmm. So I always just like forget to get milk. I just don't eat cereal. I don't. Yeah, sure. No, most people don't. Jackie was used to be a big milk drinker. She loved the big mangala milk. She loved like taking it down, but now she doesn't drink it as much because she has problems with her throat. Oh, because the acidity. Yeah, acidity. Well, it's not it just it's like it clouds it up, and she's got problems because then she's got to speak a lot because now we all live off these microphones. Ugh. Yeah, opera singers. And it gunks up her works. I minored in opera, and uh, we couldn't drink milk or smoke or drink or it's it's a. But you still smoked and drank the entire time. Uh, absolutely. That's why I didn't major. But that's the same thing. Well, because that I was, uh, I did a scooch of opera training, and then you, college, I just ruined it. Oh yeah, because all the things they tell you not to do are the things that are the most fun, and it's college. You're gonna want to drink out of red plastic cups and chain smoke and smoke up a bong and get herpes and. I picked up cigarettes off the street and just started smoking them because that was invincible. Hell yeah! And now I think that's the reason why we haven't gotten that fucking plague yet. Because we made our body strong. So many gross things. I went over to somebody's house in Brooklyn years ago, and I was eating this like mm-hmm. sweet potato stew, and I was like, how'd you make this? Where'd you get it? And he's like, I got it from the trash. <laughs> that was back That was back in the day when we were all art, true artists, and now we're a bunch of sellouts <laughs> that have to go, and we don't eat out of the garbage anymore. No, I go to, I go to Whole Foods. I go to Ralph's. Ugh, what's happened to us? Well, all right. 
So th this actually brings me around to my very original question. So you are not super precious about food. No. Like, so you'll eat whatever. Like, I am one of those. I get into like a, I get into Yelp and like review holes. But some people are idiots. Yes, absolutely. And so, and Yelp, you can't really trust anybody. People buy those ratings all the time. But you are an excellent chef. So is your uh, your idea uh, as a person like with food? So you don't really care where you get your food as long as it tastes good. Like it's or like what is your like flavor level? Like do you is it one of those where you just don't give a fuck as long as you're full, or do you just eat? Would you just like a specific thing? Because you're like Natalie and I talk about all the time where I like you know weirder shit. Like I'll eat and I like a lot of meat. Bone and marrow. to her that turns her stomach. Yeah, I love all that shit. I love it. I just think like people are too precious with food and they like follow a recipe and it's got to be exact and then go back to yes. Ralph's and then get the mayonnaise we need. And like you can figure it out. And like, honestly, I grew up just cooking with like whatever's in the fridge. That's kind of what you do in Louisiana. You're just like, I got half an onion and some rice and like a little bit of chicken. Let's rock and roll. But those are ingredients. I think people talk about this all the time and they say like, you can just throw a couple of things in the refrigerator together. But it's like, what if all you have is like, Soy sauce, a thing of bacon powder, and like old cum you've been saving, like your neighbor didn't know you've been like taking his cum while he's sleeping. I don't know. I guess just throw it back at him. Make a cum sandwich. I, I you know, ugh. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Well, so you are a transformative food person. Do you want to do, like, is that like a thing in your life? Like, would you want to do more food related business? And then you and Jackie were talking about having a drunk food show for a while yeah I'd love it I'd love to do food so I'd love cooking I mean I think like I've been eating really healthy I've gained a little bit of weight simply because I'm not working out like lifting weight as much but you just have that like ladies disease that you all have that you all think that because what the magazines did yes the magazines ruin your brain well I was telling you earlier I I fit into my prom dress bragging One, I know and I should brag because I work hard for this body so it's worth it you do I've seen you carve it up <laughs> now I gotta like lose weight well, so so, what do you do now? Like, what are you doing to what are you doing to push back the quarantine? Fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill someone. Well, I go to the grocery store like once a week or two, maybe, and I just make sure, sure to get like vegetables, frozen vegetables, you know, for the next week. Lots of fruits. Well, if you can cram, that is the only thing I think the true useful thing I learned over slowly losing weight over about eight years was that you can cram as many vegetables into your hole as possible to get full. Oh, yeah. And that that's cool. Oh, vegetables eat as much. Don't calorie count when it comes to like, you know, anything you make at home is going to be the, the, the nastiest thing you make or the most calorie induced thing you make at home is going to be better for you than the healthiest thing you eat out. But it's because when you eat out, they add a lot more oils mm -hmm. and salt and that kind of stuff. And you'd be surprised. I think if you watch any YouTube videos about chefs talking about just the, what's the difference between restaurant quality and home quality? Butter. The answer is is butter. <laughs> lots and lots of it's butter. It's two sticks of butter. Oh, yeah. And you don't understand how much butter you're consuming when you're just eating out. Where at home, you can make it all with just straight up olive oil, which I am convinced is just fucking healthy to the point where I just drink it. By, I'll just drink a shot of it. And then, you know, I because I, I don't really know the food science. Well, Sophia Loren, she says that she always had a bottle of olive oil with an arm's reach. She'd wear it as, like, a lotion. She'd put it on her salads. It's fucking Italian racist stereotypes. <laughs> That's what that is. I think you're beautiful, Henry. You're just like Sophia No, Lauren. I'm just saying. It, 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 so yes, because well, we have the same cup size. 
But I, I wonder now, but so what are you going to do now? So are you getting creative in the kitchen? Do you feel like, is this a renaissance for you for it cooking? Is. Are you one of those that's taking this quarantine time and pretending like you're supposed to be the most productive person on the face of the planet and you're supposed to come out of this like knowing how to whittle and shit? <laughs> it is. I don't like being lazy. I mean, today I've been lazy simply because I've accomplished some things this week and I was like, all right, I get one day to lay back. But I mean, I like to clean. I'll cook. I'll like, I've been learning German. Um, Can cons- you do a line in German? Ich verstehe nicht die Konjugations, die Neuters, Feminen. That means I don't understand the masculine feminine conjugations. <laughs> the Polish part of me just got mad. <laughs> I just got very upset. All right. So let me ask a little question about Brighter Side before we keep talking. But I love talking about cooking. I, I, I want to get like some good, easy home recipes. Maybe you could throw the, the audience's way. Okay. So today, for something that was like super easy and healthy is I just sauteed a bunch of vegetables. You know, you first start with the garlic and um, onion, you know, kind of get <clears> that going. You know what I got that's been helping me? Um, minced ginger. Ooh, I love ginger. Mm, put it on the grater. Put it on like a, like a cheese grater. Really good. And also a trick, like not all the vegetables have to go in at once. Like I'm, I like my asparagus a little crispy, so I'll just kind of throw that in there right at the end. Um, and then just crack an egg in the middle, put it in the broiler with some cheese on top. Bam. Really good. Boom. I do that all the time. It's vegetables with just eggs all mashed up in it. And then a lot of times when I have leftovers, I don't know why I think that an important thing to do is like, you know, if we have like... We do in our home, we like this thing I, I make for Natalie called Natalie's Mush, which is just beans, tofu, and corn, because that's what she likes, and I make it in a big stir-fry like chili flavor, and then I pour it over brown rice, kind of like a burrito bowl, mm. essentially. But when I have leftovers, what I then do is I mix it all with just eggs. I which love is it. Not, technically, it's, it's interesting. That's what eggs are for. It's food. You just like crack it on top of something. And I like it, because that's what the Asians use them. If you look at the rice, they make it like a bounding agent. You know what's also really good, which I've been coming like kind of obsessed with recently, and I don't know if it's good or bad? Fish sauce. Love fish sauce. Mm-mm. Gives you that fucking stink. <laughs> I love it. And if you're making soup, scramble up an egg first, and then kind of slowly pour it in there, and then move the water around, and that's how you get egg drop soup. What? Yeah, egg drop soup. You ever had that? Oh, of course I made egg drop soup. I love egg drop. I've never made egg drop soup. I mean, I mean, like, I've had so much of it. That's like a New York trashy Chinese staple. Love it. And put some of that fish sauce in there when you're going. Put anything in there. It really doesn't matter. Like, people really are too precious with their food, I think. I I think so, too. I think part of it's got to do with food entertainment. So you look at, like, you kind of are forced to live up to the expectations of, like, an Ina Garten. And Ina Garten, she's got all day to massage her breasts to make food for Jeffrey and, and, and present it in a way, because that's what she does. She is great. But even she's laid back. Like, did you see her How to Make a Cosmo episode? Yes. Yes, I did. I mean, man, I hope she stays drunk, but I bet I bet you they keep her away from microphones when she's drunk because they don't want her to have her Paula Dean moment. No, no, no. I've been trying to cut back on alcohol because I'm looking at my spending, you know, now that, like, I'm not working at a bar anymore. I think that you are, not to be anything, I'm going to step on this a little second, you are surprisingly a very organized person. Thank you, Henry. I try to be organized. I have my little folder here, and this has every single paycheck 
I've ever had. No, I... you are like, because not to be anything from your character, I think especially from like the round table days, I think people would view you as a, a person who sleeps like on top of a taxi cab at night. Or you know what I mean? Like one of those where they think that yeah, that all of your, your life is just like you wake up in a trash can and then you roll down the street. I mean, I don't mean to paint you in a bad way. No, that's absolutely what I come across as. And for a long time I was like that, but I think me turning I was homeless or couch surfing aka couch surfing for like six months no you did the same thing that you and Jackie did kind of the same thing where it was like old school breakup from a long term relationship that then you just would be like what am I doing we're like Jackie Jackie was living in our house like it was a sitcom because literally it was like older brothers getting married and now I'm single for the first time in 10 years so you have to like figure out how to not get murdered by men from uh, apps on your phone oh man Jackie would like be going out on dates would she ever show you the guy she's going out with i remember one time i think i've already told i might have told the story on here but i'm not certain i remember one time she had a guy that she was sort of like she wasn't taking any of these dudes seriously she was like fucking emotionally destroying these men terrorizing these men and so one time i remember because natalie was out of town for work and it was just me and jackie and jackie wouldn't bring anybody back home right because you're gonna really have sex with some dude with your brother sleeping next door that's not gonna happen we're not that kind of family we're not Italian that Italian where I can't hear her sex noises I'm gonna fucking slit my throat I would I would you would find me fucking hanging (laughs) if I heard her sex noises so but one night I knew she was going out but I was just like just text me when you're on your way home just so I know I want to know you're on your way home you know whatever because now I'm your fucking care I'm your caretaker because I'm your older brother and I can't help but be involved but she comes in it's like three in the morning I'm home in my underwear my tiniest little underwear I'm fucking blazed out of my mind watching a horror movie and the door just swings open and Jackie's hammered she rolls in being like hey this is my house but you don't come inside and the man just stood at the door and looked at me and he knew me from the podcast like he knew me and I was literally like he just looked at me he was like uh, uh, and I was just like bye bye I just gave him a little wave and he left and she didn't see him again it broke him <laughs> you don't come in here you come in mom you come in here and Jackie's very scary she was very scary at the time but that's kind of how you have to be on those tender dates I was bad I got off tender because I'm a very sensitive emotional person and I can't you are yeah, I can't just be like that to these men. Usually they're like that to me. <laughs> but men, I mean, men are men are fucking devil dogs and evil pigs. I do agree with that. I think men, for the most part, it is their fault. <laughs> because, and I will, but I would, I would blame what we are a lot of times taught as little boys about what it means to be a man oh, and what you're supposed to don't do. Don't cry. And now it, Push her down. Don't cry. You're, su- you're supposposed to spread it around like your seed or little golden little nuggets where a lot of us being like I didn't learn how to fucking tie my shoes until I was 10. My sperm is not precious. Your sperm has mustaches on it. <laughs> it does. It's like little me's going can I live in you big egg? Can I live in you? But how'd you get so organized? So how did so tell me the tale of how you go from couch surfing to like because you have pulled you have fucking like your shit is tight now and you're doing a bunch of you you know before um we weren't allowed to go outside anymore. You were doing a lot of shows and starting to really gain momentum in the city. <laughs> Is that fun? <laughs> Isn't that funny? 
Um, I would like, because when you're couch surfing, one of my rules was like, when I'm not working, I don't want to be on their couch just like watching TV. You know, that's just rude. So I'd have to go yeah. out. And you wouldn't want to spend money all the time, so I'd go to the library. And I would go to the finance section. And then just like read all these books. Because I wasn't, no, I mean, nobody's taught this, but I was taught like, be sweet and special, and then a man will pay for you. <laughs> That's, I mean, Nat talks about it all the time, about how, especially in the Midwest, and technically Pittsburgh is like the Rust Belt Midwest section, and they all just like waiting for a child to be put inside of them that will trap somebody, <laughs> that will trap, like a, a you'll create a trap scenario where you have the, the husband there and he's pumping the money in, but no one seems to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, no, I'd never want to trap a man. I mean, I do love children, but I would never in a million years be like, I'm going to trap him for, with a baby? That just sounds like it a doesn't nightmare. Work. No, no one's no, happy. Not only, it, it doesn't work, no one's happy, and the kid begins to feel the resentment, and you either create a performer... So that's either good or you create somebody that is going to be one of the people like I saw today, a, a, a woman who technically had a quarantine mask on, but it was wrapped around the back of her head and her whole head was sco- full of sores and she was eating a, a, a string cheese like it was a hot dog. She was just, she wasn't pulling any chunks off it. She was just eating and going right into it. And she kept asking to pet Wendy. And I was like, please, ma'am, please, ma'am. In another world, yes, not now, ma'am. She's like, I already got my food. Like, I was thinking that she was feeling Wendy to see how soft she was if she could eat her without cooking her. She'd bite her head off. I mean, she was waiting for just, I mean, just, I mean she just seemed very lonely and she had a lot of sores. Oh, yeah, I saw a guy take his mask off and chain smoke. I was like, I don't think that's how this works, sir. That is the, to me, it's the ultimate symbol of just how adaptable and strong the human race is. We just don't. We will care. smoke no matter what's happened. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I and I do. I also do believe. Like a year from now, we're gonna be like, oh, what just happened? And we're everyone's gonna be mad about the remake of Rain Man into Rain Woman next year, and no one's gonna be talking about like COVID nineteen again. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna care. And I hope life goes on after this. Human beings, we need touch. I'm not. Oh, a we're robot. going right back. Yeah, I am one of those that it, after all of. The, I mean, I think it's gonna be a little bit later than we want it to be. I think it's gonna be like. It's going to unfortunately not be a super short process, but I think we're going to go back eventually because humankind, that's just what we do. Yeah. Although I will say like day one, when they open the gates, I'm not going out because- No, no one will. Yeah, no, no. no. It's just pure maniacs are going out. Pure maniacs are going out, but I mean, they're already out there, but in the end, maybe it always was their city. Maybe we were wrong to try to take Los Angeles from the mutants. Maybe they're supposed to have it. Nature is returning back to normal. It's slowly but surely, yes, the, the highway mutants just take over the streets again like they always were supposed to. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. So tell me, Amber, it's a big hot question, right? Do you got to be a bitch to make it in this industry? You got to be a bitch? (laughs) I'm asking. I'm asking you, do you feel like you got to step on people and crush those to rise to the top, especially in show business? No. I mean, also, but what am I saying? Because I'm not like Meryl Streep or anything. But 
No. And in fact, I've met a lot of people who did think that way and were like, I'll crush and step on you. And then they burn all their bridges. They can't get any money. Uh, nope. No one wants to work with them. So yeah, you had about a hot five years at the top. And people always find out who they are. Like I've worked with people in the past who were total pieces of shit. And I was like, they're never going to make it. And then they, they get you know put on TV shows. They get cast in movies. And I'm like, well, I guess I was wrong. And like, you know, I'm a big dum-dum. And now people are waking up to being like, oh no, they're horrible. And I don't want to work with them. So it always catches up to them. It might take years, but yeah. I very rarely... I've met very few true assholes near the top. I feel like you have to create an environment where people want to work with you. And a part of it is not being a backstabber or somebody who believes that they need to crush people in order to get above them. I think there's plenty of room. Plenty of room. You want to be the kind of person that's like, hey, I've got this project. Would you like to do sound on it? Would you like to do lighting? And they're like, and you want them to say, heck yeah, I do. I want to work on that because you're a cool person. I want to get right in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get right up in there. <laughs> Give me that job. Yeah, there's a lot of assholes in the middle, though. There's a lot of assholes in the middle, but that's just unfortunate. It's because the middle's, hard. the middle's harder than the bottom, as far as I'm concerned. Because the bottom, I remember Holden McNeely and I used to work together in an office. In the very when we first moved to New York, at like around 2007, we worked together, and we used to fucking scream at each other in the street. I think a part of we used to have crazy fights in our lunch break, and I think a part of it was realizing just how much work we had ahead of us to begin building a quote-unquote career in show business. But at least we had a goal. You know what I mean? Like we're going up this way. Or like if you're in the middle, a lot of times it means you've already been doing it for like a decade. And then it's fucking difficult. Like I don't consider us near the top. I consider us near the middle. But I can see like I feel upward motion all the time. And I get validated all the time. And people like my work. I'm not constantly, not all the time being told that I suck. Like I was in 2007. <laughs> you suck. Well, the yeah. thing about the middle is you can't go back to work at TGI Fridays because they're going to recognize you. It's, oh man, one of the worst, I think one of the worst moments that I've had, which is, you know, telling, I've had a cushy life because I'm a fucking actor, but I remember being in a movie that got a lot of play called White Irish Drinkers, and then I remember going back to temp work. And it was also like, I had shot Wolf of Wall Street, that movie had come out, I had to go back to temp work, and I remember being in the temp agency and some guy being like, didn't you do movies? Huh, that's funny, because now you're working here. And I'm your boss. He said that because he's just jealous. And he's like, because they want to believe like their life is validated. You know, I get it, though. I mean, he he was correct. At the time, I was only just a couple of lucky breaks away from total disaster. Oof. That's how it is. Tread on thin ice. You know, as a bartender, like it's interesting because I'm, and I've done some stuff and then people would come to the bar and be like, weren't you in this and this? And I'm like, yeah, you want a margarita? <laughs> it is a cool job. I honestly miss that job. Yeah, because you're also, you're very extroverted. You're very much a people person. I have to talk to people and I like knowing people and I like knowing the construction guys and their gossip and the librarian and her gossip and like the people that work in the CNN building, you know? No, you got, you. that's a lot of information, especially where Trejo Tacos is where you had been working. I don't know if I should tell everybody where you work. Tell it. But yeah, go visit Amber at Trejo Tacos. But you go there like, you straight up, like that's dead in the center of all of it. Yeah, there's some wild folks, man. There was a guy who was like cutting up something and he was like, you want some medicine? And it was meth. He was shooting up meth. It wasn't when I was there. Do you think he was prescribed that? He just said it's meth. No, no, I figured, I didn't know if he wanted, I didn't know if he was prescribed it and told it was medicine. He just said it's my medicine. 
And I, it was it not. Is it is his drugs. medicine. It is his medicine. <laughs> that just, I just wonder what process it becomes your medicine. Just, I guess, living on the streets for long enough. He looked fine. Like, he looked kept, though. Like, he was older and didn't look homeless. And I was like, how do you survive, man? My descriptions, the, the descriptions I've read of meth are very interesting. Because they say it's not like you become human lightning. It's like you become almost quietly confident with yourself and you don't understand over time like you are losing perspective of your behavior over time because on the inside you feel kind of quietly confident and like getting really good at guitar and shit but you don't realize that like your behavior becomes crazier and crazier as your normal has to stay normal which requires more and more math interesting this is making me want alcohol and i was like i'm not gonna drink tonight and now i'm like i just should i go put my mask on and get some whiskey this is i mean i think that this is the time it's friday night i mean they don't know the audience doesn't know this but it's friday so i would say you might want i mean i'm an enabler i feel like a little devil but what i try to do i take two nights off a week at least but then i shift it totally to i can drink for real Friday night, Saturday night. That's good. Well, with me, it's like I can't stop at one beer. Like some people are like, mm, I had my one Bud Light, I'm fine. But like the other day, I had two Bud Lights in the fridge. So I was like, I'll just have those two. And then it's like, frustrating. No, I want to go get a tall boy and some vodka, and that's exactly what I did. I need at least a if I'm drinking, I like a light buzz, or you know, I can do two glasses of wine. But beer, for some reason, when I hit beer, if I'm have if I hit beer three. It's going to beer seven. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe it's alcoholism. <laughs> maybe. But it's at beer seven. Maybe, but beer seven, it's not like I'm taking my dick out and shit. Yeah. Most of the time, I just go to sleep. It's just the next day is kind of embarrassing because there's just bags and bags of beer cans everywhere. The only thing that I don't truly miss about, well, New York, we partied a lot. Yes. We drank a fucking lot. I would pick cigarettes off the ground and smoke them. We just were, I, I, I do and don't miss those days because I, I don't miss those days because nowadays I can't do it the same that I used to. I can't get the same level of fucked up as I used to and function and also not embarrass myself. I was so poor and would spend like a hundred dollars at a bar and be like, where's my money? And I'm like, where am, why am I broke all the time? And it's just because I fucking spent it at the bar because it was what it's what we did. It's how we function. But the, the truly the thing I don't miss is like, what did I say last night? Oh yeah. And like that feeling when you yeah. wake up in the morning and you're like, what did I say? What did I do? Like, did I do something bad? Did I do something highly embarrassing? Because you feel it. Because you feel it. You know you did something. But mostly what happens is that it turns out you were just at the creek all night and everybody else was doing worse shit than you. So you actually kind of faded into the background. Yeah, you just took on their on their energies. And then you we were like, what did I say? What did I say? And honestly, people keep talking about it. They keep like being like, oh, roundtable days. And I'm like, oh my God. And that was how many years ago? Roundtable, when was the last official episode of Roundtable? I want to say- It's like three years ago. Three years ago, and then right before KB passed, we were talking about trying to bring it back, and I would have loved to, and that's that's what kind of what this is, is sort of like a new seed of the old Roundtable days. Once we can get more people in the fucking room together, we will do that. So listen to that audience. We're going to have a a vague version of Roundtable once we can have, once this time period is over. 
whenever this is over. I just hate it. I was putting on my flip-flops today, going outside, and I was like, how long have I been in this home? A month? Has it been a month? It's been a full month. Get the fuck this out. Is th- this is the month, Mark. Hey, man, in my mind... We really just got to white knuckle and just fucking rip through this shit and try to... If those of us that are not in, in the near peril that some people are, just understand it. So that's why I'm trying to keep it light. We joke around a lot in the house. We do what we got to do. Trying not to succumb to panic and just wash my hands until they bleed. Isn't that <laughs> that's fun? That's good. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I tend to look at time as like um, what I've been making. Like I had a three pound thing of turkey so I just made a huge meatloaf and I was like alright the meatloaf that was two weeks ago mm-hmm. lemon cookies no I know I do the same fucking thing <laughs> I do the same thing <laughs> because it's like alright pork chops two days ago alright I got this thing because I it was eating a lot of pork chops at the very top I started hard with pork chops I ate about a week's worth of pork chops at the very top because I, my, I watch my one of my I know very few chefs I wish I knew more Very, I wish I knew more chefs Kevin Gillespie um, who's one of the best chefs in the world is currently crushing it in top fucking chef all-stars right now. He's Ooh. my boy. He's doing great. Um, but he owns a couple of uh, restaurants in Atlanta that are some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Like gun show. It's absolutely incredible. But he showed me on his Instagram that people weren't buying pork because they were afraid to cook pork. So I started buying more pork and I was fucking ripping through that for a while, but I didn't know what that was doing to my cholesterol levels because they were already very high. Good for you. Well, you know, a lot of meatpacking plants are closing down because people are testing positive for corona. So go ahead and get your meat now because it might come to a shortage soon. No. Yeah. Especially Man, pork I'm going to start killing dogs and eating them. That's <laughs> what I'm going to start doing. I start making my own goddamn meat. People are buying all these chickens now, too. That's like a big thing now. It's like people are all getting these fucking chickens. Oh, man, I would love it. Just that simple little farm life. But seeds, you can't buy seeds anymore. Or there's like a limit on it. Do you think that you would actually be satisfied with the farm life? Or do you think that you would miss the city? I would miss the city. I romanticize it. I romanticize about getting up and getting eggs and, you know, tending to the corn. But like three days in, I'd be like, where's my skincare regime? I need my biolage. Like, oh, my God. How often do I have to feed this corn? What about my eggs? (laughs) And like I miss my eggs inside me. Yeah, I can't wear heels on a farm. No, you can't show off your fucking shit on a farm. You gotta be all like, you gotta have a spicy mix. Oh my god! But I don't trust. For some reason, though, I'm one of those that I don't trust food that's grown inside of Los Angeles because I think everything's radioactive. It is. And there was a um, farmers market right by the highway or right by the road where I come. Like when I come home, and I'm like, I'm not gonna buy your spinach. It's got gasoline. It's literally. Everyone's acting all holistic and shit. Meanwhile, like the 101 is right there just shooting pure cancer cells <laughs> over the wall, all over this like very precious open poured food. No way. Your strawberries? Yeah, they've got gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> They're covered in gasoline. It doesn't work. You got to drive upstate. Now tell me, Amber, would you ha- do you have a secret skill that our audience might not know that you have? A secret skill? I yeah. can draw. I'm a really good artist drawing. Really? But I, I stopped doing that because I was a very lonely child and I moved around a lot and you yeah. could always carry your pencil and paper around. But um, I would do that and I would do it for hours and hours and hours and be alone in my room and I'd get really sad and melancholy. And then mm-hmm. around 17 when I left home and I started working um, and being out of my own, I was like, I, I have to like join the world of human beings. I can't just be sitting in my room for six hours at a time. Where did you end up moving when you first were alone? When you first left your parents' house? Uh, Baton Rouge. Really? I lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, yeah. 
I've heard that place is fucking like hardcore. It's great. I mean, it's like definitely more because um, people think of New Orleans when they think of Louisiana. New Orleans is great. Don't get me wrong. But Baton Rouge is like a secret, fun, sexy sister to New Orleans. Like she drinks just as much. <laughs> I'd love to go. I was supposed to maybe shoot a thing there a long time ago, and it didn't happen. I was really excited because I want to see it. Oh, we used to have 25-cent oyster night. Oh, I miss oysters. Oyster night, baby. I'd go with like 10 oh bucks and be a queen. I would eat three dozen oysters oh in one God, sitting. I miss fucking oysters. I want it. Is that what you're going to eat when you get out of this hell hole? What are you going to eat? No, I'm sushi. Sushi. I'm going to go get fresh sushi. I just miss restaurants and I miss bars. Oh. That's my main thing. I miss, I miss, like, Kissel said this today before we we're doing last podcast and left. He's like, I'm at the point where I'm going to break into a bar just so I can pay for a beer at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I will put money in the till and I would just, I just need the ritual. I need the me sitting on a stool and the beer sliding its way to me. And I was like, I completely understand. Oh, man. Yes. Well, a good part, uh, brighter side of this is lobster is cheaper. Everything's cheaper. Everything, because lobster gets shipped over to China. They're, they love lobster, and then now there's mm. no more imports, so lobster's like half the price. Hell yeah, man. I'm such so, man, I love lobster. But Nat doesn't like looking at the lobsters. She'll eat lobster if it's shelled or if it's in another thing, but she doesn't like seeing the the, the bug-like nature of the lobster. Oh, when it goes in that boiling pot, and it's like, yeah! And then I'm trying to explain to her, it's not really screaming. That's the air coming from its shell, because it doesn't have a fucking throat. And that doesn't make her feel better. No, it doesn't. It is just like watching a roach scream. <laughs> but I don't care because I understand it's pain is what makes it feel taste good. Mm-hmm. And I don't I know that that's wrong to say. I think a lot of people get mad at cuz especially like foie gras and all that kind of stuff which is now illegal in LA. It's illegal? It's illegal. I love foie gras. Me too. I fucking love it. But we could be hung by PETA for saying that. Because essentially what you do is you get a goose you force feed it a bunch of spices and fat until its liver gets all fucking swollen and delicious. <sighs> and then you pluck that out. I don't want to say they boil it. They do something to it. They take that fucking little, mm, little fucking little bean bag out of it. And they fucking, mm, they do something to it. Yummy. Sweet. I it. Have you ever been to Animal, that restaurant where they just oh eat the God, insides? I love Animal. I love Animal. What's the wor- What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, definitely like, I think sheep brains. Uh, an Afghan girl cut open the sheep and uh, the head after it was roasted and um, we just snacked on the brains put it on some bread it was good bread right I've had brains but they were like loose on a plate right so they went and the way they form it and they kind of made it look like a little brain where they plumped it up because it comes goo once you like cook it yeah I guess but yeah and little toast points and you carve a little lump out and smear it on the thing I wasn't a huge fan of brains Brains. Brains are a little too soft, but I've heard brains are really good with eggs. Ooh. Let's give that a whirl. Are they soft? Like bone marrow? I love bone marrow, and that's really soft. It's very soft. Yes, brains are like super squishy, and you mix them with eggs. It's very, I want to say it's very Latin. And I've seen it be done where it's like brains and eggs. It's like tartar. Yes, but it's also very high energy. I mean, super high cholesterol. Brains are super, super not good for you. Same thing with bone marrow. It's it's strange how it because it's pure fat. 
that you're injecting into you. Oh, so good. Remember that barbecue when so I made good. bone marrow? Oh my God, that was so good. And then I remember Kellen one time, we had a, the former stage man of Murderfist, a friend of ours, he went and he ordered bone marrow once just for dinner and then he got so sick because it was the only thing that he ate. And I tried to explain to him, like, you don't, you want to eat like other things but this. And he's like, this is my meal. And I was like, this is a lot. It's literally just butter that comes from our bones and our body reacts real like wiggity to things that it's not accustomed to eating. I dig it. But it's nice about brains and other organ meats is that a lot of times they are eaten first because they're the highest in nutrients, but also fats, but also very highly, uh, they give you a lot of energy. So it's more in the, the working class people would eat those organs kind of as a secret. They knew that they got a little more zip from them than normal meat. Yeah, bone marrow was the butcher's favorite. They would always take it home. Oh, yeah. Man, we're just, we're just weirding out so many fucking people just talking about this. People get so upset. Sometimes this makes me want to like live on the plains and like cut up an animal and like eat its brains and then like do a hard day of work. What is a what's a skill that you this is fetishizing hard work? That's the <laughs> problem. Is that like we think about it, that's all hipster culture is is taking all of the stuff that is the, they make everything in the hardest old school way so they could feel what it used to feel like to have to work as hard as they used to have to work. I was watching some food stuff today and it was just like it was all like how I grew up eating like. Oh, if you, because we were poor and it was like, at one point we're like, oh, if you want food, you have to go fish and like catch your fish and then you can cook it, you know? And then people are like going to restaurants, dropping $300. And I'm like, that's how I grew up (laughs) with like fresh tomatoes. You go pick them right over there, but it's hard work. You know, you got to like plant the damn things and like go You got to plant the goddamn things. You got to beat off all the fucking hogs coming in there trying to eat your crop before you do and you have an idea how hard it is to get to a hog's fucking cat oh my god and pigs will eat you they're dangerous if you lay down in front of a pig it'll eat you are you just saying that no i swear to god it happens all there was a case i think a year ago this woman had a heart attack she fell down and the pigs ate her hey man tells her fucking teaches her to be weak yeah we all stand up as far as i'm concerned pigs are dangerous can't lay down around them they'll eat you don't do it Absolutely don't do it. What's an ability that you wish that you had? I wish I could speak more languages. I wish I was like, I could speak like 10 languages. I find it so impressive when someone's like, oh, I speak, you know, Spanish and Swahili and uh, uh, Japanese. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Those all relate. You are having a hard time even naming languages. (laughs) But that's fine, though. But when you, you're already learning German. You're already doing it. You're already well on your way. But German's like a sister language. So like um, yeah. cold is like cult. We stole a lot from German. You know, things like that. Because we stole it. We stole it. Do you know there's like six different ways of saying I'm sorry in German? <laughs> well, I haven't heard it once from them. Huh? I guess they have been saying, they've been saying I'm sorry more and more regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. What's it? Um... You got to This is you got to start then. You got to get faster on this. This is about this. Like, but yeah, you'll get there. No, I wish I could speak more languages but I'm stupid it's hard you gotta train every day even when I kinda don't want to but I'm like alright I got the time so I have my little workbook which I checked out of the library and now I guess I can't go return it so I gotta go learn it can you not return the book to the library the libraries are closed really so yeah I didn't even know that yeah I checked out this book man free ass book you just got <laughs> that's a free ass book what are they gonna do fucking come get your ass <laughs> nah man that's your book now dude <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today <laughs> fuck yeah all right so brighter side what's how is it like what is it like trying to like just be in the same room as that sexual dynamo ed larson do you feel like so attracted to him that you can't com- like like what do you do i can smell him through the computer screen <laughs> he's very he does smell like ham <laughs> do you feel that your clothes smell like ham when you're done speaking with him mm, mm-hmm. i gotta go take a shower scrub scrub mm-hmm. scrub um, but you and you and Ed are a really good combo. Thanks, and it's interesting because, like, I don't know, you just want to be in the room with somebody. You want to like smell their pheromones and like work off their energy and their jive. And like now, I'm just kind of looking at this box and like having to predict when he speaks. It's it's a, it's a challenge. I won't say it's bad, but it's a challenge. One thing I find to be interesting is that it does require us to listen more. Is that when you are separated by the stupid technological barrier, you really have to listen a little bit more than you used to be able to. Because, you know, we're all guilty of being in big podcast circles where you're just like waiting for your chance to say your thing and not fully plugged in. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, especially in like podcasts with many people, you have to like save a a gem and then just go like as soon as you hear like an opening. Well, that's what we all learned from Roundtable was that you had to put... You gotta act like it's everyone's. A, it's like a group of sharks. Yeah, get in there. Should I get some whiskey after this? I said I wasn't gonna drink. Don't ask me, Amber, because I'm gonna tell you to fucking get drunk. Because I'm gonna get drunk tonight. Friday nights also is when we're allowed to get delivery, so we get our delivery on Friday nights. Hey, okay. So yeah. I'm gonna get a bunch of Mexican food. We choose a different country each week. Oh, that's great. I haven't ordered any food delivery. I just make everything at home because I'm always like... Normally, that's what that's what we do. Yeah. But then we decided like it's like dumb, but it gives us like a thing to look forward to and it's like a date thing. So it's like, we'll have our at-home date and we get food coming up and then I go downstairs with a fucking mask on my face. How scary is all this shit? I go downstairs with a mask on my face. The man also has a mask on. He leaves the food outside like it's fucking uranium. I open up the thing. I got tissues on my hands. I lift up the food with the tissues on my hand. Take it upstairs. I don't, I will not do the thing where I disinfect the, the boxes because I can't. I feel like that's when I've slipped into mental illness. Oh, spraying Lysol on your pizza? Yeah, that's how you get sick. That's what people are doing. And I'm not going to do that. But but I know that I just, so I wash my hands like three times during the whole process. You take the food out of the thing. You put it onto a plate. You go and you get rid of all the cardboard boxes and you wash your hands before you touch the food. That's it. It's too much. It is. It's terrifying. I don't know. And like everybody's six feet ah, away from each it. other and just be like, you can't, not, you can't get close. And I'm like. Oh. This shit's going to, uh, yes, it's not going to be as short as we want it to be, but truly we're going to blink and this shit is over. I really do feel like that. I do feel like it was 2016, like uh, I blink ago when we were like. Like, you know, Trump's going to be president forever. Like, that kind of bullshit. Where, like, now I kind of, like... Like, that's, this shit just rolls. Each year goes by faster than the last one. Yeah, time is interesting, I guess, because now you're used to more of it. So it goes by faster. Whereas when you're a child, you're like, the days are so long. You know, holding your pee in in class. Because you got to raise your hand and say, can I go to the bathroom? You know what I mean? I, I saw good 
explanation of it is that when you're younger, each day is more of a percentage point of your entire life as a whole than as you get older. The older you get, the less percentage point each day is comprising of the time that you have been alive. So, like, it's the... It appears to get shorter as you get older because each year is a smaller and smaller part of your life as a whole. That's interesting. I like that. I have a roommate. Oh, no. What does your roommate do? She's um she's a comic, but she's 24, and I heard her say to a friend, she was like, Ugh, some of my friends are like ancient. They're like 30. <laughs> and then, but Nat tells me all the time that I'm still kind of young and I have to stop like grandfathering myself by only talking about Rush and how much I love to wash my car. <laughs> Those are good pair of shoes you got there. Real sturdy pair of yeah, shoes. Real sturdy pair of shoes right there. And no, I don't want to be like that. Technically, I could still be sort of young. Yes, I think it's all in the mind. I mean, age is just a number. Unless you're trying to sleep with somebody who's under 18, uh, then it's definitely a number. Then when you're screaming, yeah, yeah, then when you're screaming age is just a number and you're being hauled away in jail and a bunch of people are calling you a chomo and, and, and running train on you, yeah, 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 then age is definitely a number. <laughs> My mom is 74 and she talks and like up and active. Your mom is actually, she looks great. Yeah, she chops wood and shit. She goes out back and chops wood, shoots snakes. That's a type of old school. Natalie's grandma's like that too. She's like in her 80s and she was like, I watched her pull, I try to like stop her from doing it. I watched her pull a boat out from the lake onto the lawn and I was just like stop stop and she's just like I do this all the time <laughs> that's how I want to be when I get that age I want to be pulling boats and shooting snakes with a shotgun that's what I want to do start doing it now start pulling boats now I guess I gotta prep and then you build the muscles well yeah you're you're gonna look good forever though Amber thank you because you. you got those jeans you got good jeans I do have good jeans but that's a big reason why I want to cut back from uh, from drinking is because I don't want to get aged old in the face you know when you can tell it's somebody's- the smoking Smoking. Amber, it's this fucking smoking. I know I need versus to stop. Their drinking. I but I'm not going to. I smoked until when the last time I officially quit smoking in 20, 2017. I officially quit smoking. But then I would probably have one or two a month for fun because I wasn't that addicted. I'd wean myself down to about a pack a week wow. in 2017. But then I started, but now I can't even have the one. Now it makes me fucking hungover as fuck. Gives you because headaches. I only ever have it. Yeah, I only have it when I'm drinking. When I used to have them for fun. Now I can't even have them. Yeah, how did you stop? How did you do, how did you do this? What happened straight up is that it was affecting my speaking voice. I started hearing it in my voice. And I, uh, I was in Atlanta. I was at Yacht Club till 4.30 in the morning. I smoked two, because in the Yacht Club in Atlanta, you could still smoke inside until like fucking almost a year ago. So I smoking inside, smoked two packs, got to sleep, you know, woke up for a flight at 1030 in the morning, fucking threw my guts up, just threw up. And I was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. What am I doing to myself? You had a clear break. That's why. Because I'll have like three to six a day. Six is if I'm being very bad, but I'll have like three a day. Sure. Blow it out. I should just blow it out. And then that's why I quit. Literally spend one night, smoke, get up, get up. Lock myself in a closet. See if you can make yourself throw up. And then you won't want to do it anymore. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Holden broke it. Holden was one of the worst smokers I've ever seen. 
He was. He did. You see, he would chain smoke. Remember that apartment in Brooklyn and we'd have our murder fist rehearsals and they would just smoke inside the apartment. All day, man. That's so funny with all these pictures. Everyone's posting these pictures of when they're 20. And I looked at a couple of pictures from college because I remember we used to write in... Our favorite thing to do is that we used to perform at this this uh, gay bar called Brothers in Tallahassee, and our favorite thing to do was to write cigarette smoking into sketches, and we used to be chain smoking on stage. That was so fun. Oh man, that's what Doug Stanhope does. Because apparently there's a law that you can smoke if it's on stage. If it's art, that's Chappelle probably does the same loophole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Doug Stanhope invites audience members on the stage to have a cigarette at the end of a show. That's fucking, honestly, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But would you, have you ever smoked while doing stand-up? Yeah, I tried once at the creek. It just gets in the way of like the rhythm. You know what I mean? For me. Or you, unless, it has to either be a thing that you do all the time and be like Stan Hope or Chappelle where I bet they can't even do stand-up without smoking. Oof. Yeah, they're like all their timing and their bits is like a drag is included. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, maybe that's what it is. But again, I mean, obviously, I mean, I still smoke weed so I, I should probably be like fucking talking. <laughs> Because I still smoke weed and they still have to do the thing where like smoking weed still counts as smoking. And I was like, I know, but I used to smoke a pack and now I'll smoke like a bowl at night. It's You're fine. I went, I got weed for the first time in a while the other day. It's expensive. Weed is very expensive. It was like $17 for a joint. You're basically paying for packaging. Yeah. It's like it used to be. And you're paying for what I like to say. The one thing is nice is the um, consistency of quality. It is always nice. Where it used mm-hmm. to be, you know, like one sack used to be fucking great because you got it from this one guy and then the next time he shows up and the whole bag's full of fucking stems and all he wants to do is talk about soccer and you're like, get out of my fucking house. <laughs> Remember that? Remember those days when like some bicyclist would come over and like open up a box on your table? How many times? I remember getting to the back of a black car like, and doing the thing where we drove, like, a man handed me a business card in Washington Square Park. I called the number. He said, meet me, I'll be out here, meet me outside. I got into a car, and he drove around the street, and I'd hand him money, and then he'd put the weed on the front seat, and then you reach and grab it, and then get out of the car, and you're like, I can't believe I wasn't fucking ard in there. <laughs> or like, a, that, that just, yeah, how are we not in jail forever? I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I was crazy, but I've never done... In New York, I never bought weed, because I was always like, it's illegal. Like, I, I'm i crazy, but I've never, like, done illegal stuff like that. Well, you're not, well, you're not a big weed smoker, right? No, not really. Like, I, I'll, a joint will last me, like, a month. See, that's fine. But that's good, though. You do little chiefs, but you like it a booze. I like it a booze. I think I am going to get some whiskey after this. I'm sorry. I did this to you. No, no, no. I did this to you. Was well, because I'm just thinking about what I got at home, because I went... um. Because I did stockpile, I did the thing, because it was right before everything closed. I had this, like, thought in my head. I was like, get booze. We need it now. Go get our booze right now. And I went, and I got fucking just stocked up on whiskey. Oh, good for you. Scotch is important now. Scotch? Oh, I like I like a scotch okay. It's very smoky. Have you ever had a uh, Japanese whiskey? Very similar to scotch. Japanese whiskey is my favorite type of beverage, because the Japanese... They don't follow as strict of rules about bourbon, scotch, and whiskey that the Irish, Scottish, and the Americans do because they have like, you know, bourbon's supposed to be, it's only from Kentucky. It's very specific casts. Scotch Scotch has to be, comes from certain parts of the world, specific barrels. In, in, Jap, in Jap, Japanese, they'll take specific mashes and 
put them in other styles of cast in order to mix up all the flavors. Oh, yeah. They're not precious about it. What's your favorite Japanese whiskey? I don't know. I've only ever had it like once. And it was at this one of my favorite places in L.A., the Blue Whale Jazz Bar. Let's all go Ooh. when this place, when this hell hole is lifted. But it's some of the best jazz I've heard outside of like New York and New Orleans. I've lived in both those places. What did places. it sound like? <laughs> we going down. We going down. Soda shop. That's what Marcus says. Jazz is the jazz is about the notes you don't play. <laughs> it's been like fucking get out of here then. But yes, continue. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, uh, they have musicians from all over the world. The space is built for jazz. It's like the kind of wood they chose. Um, and they have a bar in there. And my friend is the bartender. And he's and I was like, can I try some of the Japanese whiskey? It was so good. It had a Japanese man on it. That's it's all so I good. A samurai on I tell, it. That's how you know what it is. That's you know. That's how you know what you're. It is what you're getting. But I would say for you, Hibiki Harmony. Okay. Very good. If you want to get yourself a nice bottle, what I like about Japanese whiskey too is that a lot of times it's not super expensive. I don't think that you should be spending more than sixty-five dollars on a bottle of whiskey. No, I don't think you should be spending more than fifty. Like this is outrageous. I don't know. My my favorite whiskey in the world is Michter's Bourbon. Right. And it is, it's not top, top shelf. It's like mid top shelf. Probably goes between 55, 65 for a bottle. It's my favorite bourbon in the world. Cause anything past that, I'm like, I'm drinking this, like this thing. How expensive is this bullshit? Like, and it all tastes the same. Tech, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get drunk enough, it all tastes the same. Oh, in LA, or in uh, New York City, I used to work for a high powered uh, firm. And they would take us out to like nice lunches and wine because mm-hmm. I'm used to getting like shitty bodega wine that's like $4 sure. a bottle. But this was, oh, yeah. and I could just drink a whole bottle and be like, fine. But this was like, you would have one glass of this wine and be like, I'm out. I like drunk. It was crazy. No, the, the, uh, the, there's something to it because you kind of feel the zip of it. You kind of feel the expense a little bit where this one time, Matt Servito and I were in Toronto. Matt Servito, he was on Please Satan and Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And, you know, he's an actor extraordinary. He knows people all over the world. So we're in Toronto and he's like, we got to go to my buddy's house. He's a whiskey distributor. That's what he does. He's like the gay in Toronto. And I was like, sure, right, whatever. We go there. Servito's just hitting on this guy's wife. Wait, the whole time. They are big, but it's kind of like weirdly, like it seems like almost there's arrangement being there. And I started feeling like, oh, I am not being included in this. <laughs> there's some other, there's a thing. But the guy's like, let me blow your mind tonight. It's like, okay. He goes into his whiskey vault. And he's like, he puts this down, this this little thing of whiskey, just normal little whiskey thing. And he pours us all little shots of it. And he's like, this whiskey is considered to be the rarest, most wonderful, like the top rarest whiskey in the world. Wow. It is $1,800 a fucking bottle. What? Right? $1,800. So I was just like, I'll try this shit. And I, you know, it's tasty. Did it make me come? No. No. You know what I mean? It's very tasty. Very, very tasty. But I'm sitting there, and so I just have the little cup, and I'm like, like, little, like, num, 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 it's like, probably little a $200 glass. Yes. And so I am treating it. Servito, I watch him do a thing, which I've never seen another man do, but he managed to do it. He fucking, he literally went, zip. He just hit it. He fucking hit it like it was a shot. No. And I was like, okay. And then I watched him. Ha ha ha, talking with the guy's wife. You know what I mean? Do whatever, do whatever, like, you know, they're all flirting and stuff, having a great time. And he leans over and just pours himself into their glass. <gasps> I was like, that's a very strong man right there. That's no very strong. No way. Man. Did she have fake tits? 
Ah, she was nice. Oh, I feel like she has like big mafia wife tits. She was very sweet. She's very sweet. And Matt Cervito was is fine. It, nothing happened. He went home with me that night. And we didn't even fuck. We didn't even fuck. <laughs> that is a crazy power move to just pour in a, another glass. A $200 glass? $200. But get, but I was like, to be honest, I'm fucking pound out. The, the, I'd rather eat, drink my mixers. Yeah. Those are usually the best. The middle range stuff, to be honest. And I like a nice, I like a nice scotch, but I like a Macallan 12, which essentially that's about eighty dollar bottle. It's good. It's not like elite status. It's not Illuminati scotch. No, as long as it's not in a plastic bottle, that's all that matters. So, what is your favorite? So, what's your favorite booze of all time? You know, I've been getting into well because I would work at a tequila bar. I like tequila, and we would Me go too. to these tastings at like nine a.m. because we have to do it before Ooh. the restaurant opens. So we're just fucking Woo-hoo. blasted at like ten a.m. That's so much and fun. They, had, they did pour us this tequila from like I think it was bottled in like early nineteen hundreds. The distributor mm. was like, I brought this as a treat to the bartenders to take a sip. And I took a little bit and I walked home and I was so drunk. I went on Instagram live. <laughs> it was just like, everybody, I'm drunk at 10 a.m. Hey, hey, hey guys. <laughs> was that at, was that at Treos? Yes. But that was like, that was delicious. And that was like, oh, I can tell that you probably like paid a pretty penny for this. Cause it was like smoky and earthy and like good tequila. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think tequila was like whatever, but once you've had some good stuff, you're just like this. It doesn't even, it shouldn't even go on a margarita cause it, it, you should have it on its own. Like the sweet. No, you have to have it on its own. I think there's a lot of people that don't understand that you could, you should, like there is like good top shelf tequila. Like I love a Don Julio like I love it. Like I got some that Don Julio seventy in my house, and what we've been doing is that over the years, like we either take whatever like tequila bottle. Like we went on our honeymoon, we went to a very nice resort, and I have this little bottle of mezcal that I got from Mexico, and I was like, Jackie had come over before all this going, and we're like, I'm gonna sh- show you something. You're gonna be surprised at what this tastes like. And I poured her some mezcal, and she was like, because it it is like gasoline at first. It's like gasoline, then all of a sudden you're like. Oh. Yeah. And you become a flirty little lady. Ooh, it's layered. It's a layered Ooh. test. <laughs> oh, she liked you. Yeah, 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 I like that kind of shit, man. Yeah, she tried to do it. She tried to take it, but now she's get, she gets it. She gets a little nip of that tequila. It makes you makes you strong. Yeah, I like it. Oh, I miss that. I miss getting a little tipsy around a man and like having him put his armor on me. You're going to have that again so fast. Amber, you're going to have one of the, you'd be surprised. I bet you can get that right now if you want. Honestly, I went to go take the trash out the other day, and it was like 7 a.m., and my hair was in a bun, and I was in sweatpants, and this guy was like, hey, I've seen you around. Are you married? <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes. We're, I think people are going to be crazy fucking after this. I think that the people at home, I keep saying, this is a great time if you're married to spice it up. If you got somebody in there to spice it up right now, I've, I've already seen it, though. Marcus and I talked about this morning, and I saw I saw it full on new quarantine relationship breakup happen in front of me. I was fucking feeling kept in. So I went for a walk and I watched this woman, two guys with a mask coming out of a 7-Eleven and this woman going like, I can't fucking believe I have to live with you now. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, imagine breaking up with somebody and you still got to live in the same place with them. No way, man. Oh no, you just find that, that you just just brave the disease. (laughs) Because you know what, I've been in that situation, and you know what that's like, too, when you have to live with your ex, when you're, like, forced to for that, like, a period of time, it's, whew, just get COVID, man. Horrible. Well, that's why I, I 
got up and left. Like I left while my ex was at work. And I know that sounds cold and heartless. It's hard. It, it at least it ends it fast. It's like a band aid. Just rip it off. Just go. You know. Because if not, you get pulled right back in. Yeah, and there's you like get pulled right back in months and years because of the comfort yeah, going back and forth. Like, where are we back together? Are we not? And like wasting their time. And no, I'm out. I'm gone. Because people do that, and then they go back and dip in the well. But I don't understand. I mean, I'm one of those, so I end up going right out the door. But apparently, that's also a weird Taurus. It's a weird what Taurus? Like t- Taurus? Yeah, like for astrology. I'm just saying that because I'm in Los Angeles. So. <laughs> But it's true. Oh, I did uh, on our latest uh, brighter side. I did everybody's uh, astrology readings. Ooh, can you do me? Yes. Um. So I'll pull this up right here. Let me see. Okay. So what? Uh, what is your birth month? May. May. And uh, what day? First. May the 1st. And what year, if you don't mind me saying, by saying? Yo, you want to age me? <laughs> 1984. All right. And what time were you born? 1.35 p.m. Wow. 1 p.m. I've done charts before, so I always like to see if another one says something different. All right. Uh, United States, where were you born? I was born in Queens, New York City. Queens? Oh, God, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. All our food talk today, too. It drives me crazy. I know. I hope I wasn't boring you guys with uh, food. No, All we're right. just doing our show. Ascending sign. So ascending sign is like what people see you. Um, mm-hmm. And we have the same ascending sign. Um, Leo. Really? That's the mask you wear for the yes, world. Yes, sure. Uh, yeah, persons like to be in the center. They like to be admired. You want to do something great and powerful with your life. That's me. You are the leading leading role. That's that's the mask you wear to the world. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, your zodiac sign is a Taurus. It's an Earth sign. Um, uh, they use. Bu- 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 oh yeah, you like you like fine things. You like nice, expensive things. I always say that I'm a Taurus. I'm a Taurus Satanist with the Taurus Moon, which means I have a thousand. I have a thousand thread count underwear. <laughs> There you go. I'm one of those. But I, yes, I am like that. Um, and you're, yeah, you're a Taurus uh, descending. So that's your shadow self. Even-tempered, calm, sober-minded. Yeah, that's me. I find the shadow self super interesting because it's like things about your personality that you don't want to admit. And then we'll often find people like business partners or relationships that are like that. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I need, I need, uh, I crave stability in a very unstable world, especially uh, when it comes down to our business of show business. That's good. I mean, stability's good. We all can't be just like shooting from the hip. You know, we'd be just shooting meth under a bridge if we were doing that. It's all about trying to make something stable out of something that is very difficult to make stable. That's correct. Yeah, it's a little balance. You got to be a little wild and then you got to like kind of. Keep all your checks and the paperwork together, you know? So if the government comes That's in often, you can go pull it right out for them. That's all I fucking do. Well, this has been wonderful, Amber. Well, thank you, Henry. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we will send this on. Is there whether you want to here pop it out there? What do you got? Anything you got to plug? Um, the, the, the cooking show I got going on. Uh, it's on my IG live. Amber Smelson is my IG. Also, <laughs> Amber Smelson on Twitter. Um, yeah, and I'm just writing and working on some other projects. Good. 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 You better be pumping out that shit. Guys, thank you for joining us on the LPN show. Make sure you subscribe here on Spotify and all the other shows on LPN. We got Last Podcast on the Left, Abling and Top Hat. 
Oh god, you got page seven, you got Whisper, you got Brighter Side, you got all of these wonderful sources of information. And I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be coming out with these pretty often. And what I want to say to y'all is stay safe, stay sane, and eat that pussy. Right? Is that a good sign out? That's perfect. Thank you. Eat that pussy. My ex refused yeah. to eat my pussy. He was like, your pussy stinks and you know it's This safe. is great. Yeah, good. I think that's bad of him, and he shouldn't have done that. All right. That's why I left. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 